Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Full Court Sports Show. I hope you guys are having a great morning so far as I record this on Sunday, October 24th. So I hope you guys have a great day watching some football today. Uh, I just want to get into first saying, though, thank you guys so much for the support on the episodes as of late. Uh, you guys have been absolutely destroying it. You guys have been just, you guys have just been killing it. It has been absolutely incredible. And I just really, really want to thank you guys so much. Um, yes, the merch is coming soon. Like I said, I'm waiting to, you know, do my move. Uh, it'll be, I believe, November 8th or 9th or something like that that I'm going to be moving. So um, keep an eye out for that because I will be doing that when I move. Um, but yeah, I just really wanted to thank you guys for the support. Also, though, um, if you guys wouldn't mind leaving a rating review of the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts would be fantastic. That would mean so much to me. Uh, you guys have absolutely no idea. Uh, so yeah, you can do that wherever you get your podcasts. And it just kind of helps let me know if you enjoy the content and, you know, just to kind of get it out there. Also, I would, you know, highly appreciate if you guys could also share the content around um so yeah that would be that would be great that would that would help a lot that would mean so much but so getting into today's episode so i wanted to talk about i'm I'm doing something new here so um i'm gonna be doing this new thing where i kind of do the episodes in phases i think every it won't be every single time i don't think um but i wanted to try out try it out today so I was trying to like think of like some different things that I could do and whatnot for, you know, the content and see what else I could kind of change or kind of add or whatever stuff like that. So, um, I, what I'm going to add is I'm going to add today. I'm going to, I think later on, I'm going to add a higher or lower. So I'm going to go through the games today and then I'm going to kind of decide, you know, I'm not gonna really do it for the. I'm not really gonna do it to decide who wins the game. I think I'm gonna say who wins the game, but I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna guess the higher or lower for points for each team. I think that that'll just be kind of something fun. So I just, you know, I wanted, I want to add that today. Then I want to do. I'm just gonna do the normal news that we talk about, and then I'm gonna talk about, you know, like I, I, I added that new thing where. You know the 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 episode before a, a a Thursday or um a Thursday night game or a Monday night game. I always talk about it, and then for the game for the pod for the episode after a Thursday night game or Sunday night game or Monday night game, I talk about it. So I guess I should probably discuss the Monday night one as well later on. Forgot to add that, but let's not get into rambling anymore. And yeah, so let's get into today's episode. And this should be fun. So I'm really looking forward to this. So the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna get into the Thursday night game. So the Browns beat the Broncos. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it either. But the Browns beat the Broncos on a score of 17 to 14. The Broncos are three and four, and the Browns are now sitting at four and three. 
So they both were sitting at three and three entering this game. And of course, their new records. So with the Cleveland Browns, they had a huge breakout performance by D. Ernest Johnson, who completely went off. Case Keenum did end up replacing Baker Mayfield. I was having two things tell me two different things at the time. So I did get that wrong, that he was going to play. So the Denver Broncos only end up scoring, or at least in the first half, they only end up getting a total offense of 76 yards and weren't even able to convert on a fourth down opportunity through, you know, the, the, the fourth down opportunities that they had that they just tried to go for. They didn't get a single one in the first two quarters of the game. And then, of course, with Cleveland, they had that, you know, 10-0 lead with a Denver team that couldn't really do anything. And then it just kind of was, you know, Dearness Johnson, again, just completely just completely went off for, in replacing the injured Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I think if you're a Browns fan, Dearness Johnson, you know, completely wins you over, hopefully. Um, I If you're me, you probably want to see more than one game, but he, you know, that, that gives you something to go off of. So Deonis Johnson actually ends up finishing the day with 146 yards on the ground in total with a touchdown and then caught both of his receiving targets for 22 yards. And then, excuse me, for Case Keenum, he ends up going 21 of 33 for 199 and a touchdown. And then, of course, Teddy Bridgewater goes 23 of 33, passing for 187 with two touchdowns and then a pick. So that was their score for the game. Uh, and then the next thing was with Von Miller actually ends up leaving that game with a sprained ankle. So Von Miller ended up limping off to the sideline in the second quarter of that Thursday night game against the Browns. And then he was officially ruled out for that game in the second half. Uh, so coming out of halftime, he was, he was downgraded to out. Von Miller ended up talking to the media after the game, says that he – he probably could have toughed it out, but didn't want to, you know, didn't want to rush it. There would have, on Friday, there was an MRI. I don't know what else happened with that now that today's Sunday, so I don't really know. But yeah, so there's that. Von Miller, hopefully he's okay. They say that he dodged a major injury, so that's, that's good. He might miss a couple days of practice, but at least they don't have to play until next Sunday. Um, so that's pretty good. But now moving into our, uh, our you know, regular news that we talk about. So our first set of regular news here is going to be with Julio Jones, first-year Titans receiver, with a hamstring injury, but he is expected to play against the Chiefs. So he got injured with his hamstring. He Hurt his hamstring. He's expected to play, though, against the Kansas City Chiefs today. Uh, their game is at noon. So he was listed as questionable this week, and he actually still is on NFL.com. Uh, but he is, expect, er, is expected to play despite his quad or despite his uh, hamstring, excuse me, per Ian Rappaport. That is the expectation. Uh, so this is coming in after – really that he suffered it since week three. 
Then he went goes on to miss two games before returning in their Monday win over Buffalo. So throughout four games this season, Julio Jones, actually I was going to get into his stats as well, so I will get into that in a little bit. I didn't know I was going to jump right into that. So um, so I, I never really talked about this, but Cliff, you know, Kingsbury for the coach for the Cardinals ended up getting COVID. Still has a chance to play today against, I don't even know who Arizona gets. Uh, let me see here. Um, so he could come back today and coach against the Texans. We'll see. Um, so yeah, he could potentially play against the Texans today. Kansas City Chiefs, Chris Jones, defensive end, has been missing the last couple weeks, but is expected to play today against the Titans, although being questionable. Sony Michelle is expected to be back, was listed as questionable with the shoulder, but it says he expects him to play against the Lions. Wide receiver for the Dolphins, Devontae Parker, was listed as questionable with a shoulder and hamstring injury. Is expected to play Sunday, though, despite an uphill battle with that corner. You know, also as well, corner Xavier Howard with a shoulder and Rowan is also expected to be good to go P, uh, via Ian Rappaport. Giants tight end Evan Ingram with a calf injury is expected to be is expected to be good to go. Sterling Shepard, wide receiver, of course, for the Giants with a hamstring injury, is going to be game time decision per Ian Rapp report. And then linebacker for the Bucks, Jason Pierre-Paul with a shoulder and hand injury. Didn't even practice at all this week. Bruce Arians says he still has potentially a chance to play. But we'll see. There's still a chance that he also doesn't. Will probably be also game time. So that makes it interesting right there. There's a lot of league injuries right now. We'll see what happens, though. And then, yeah, with Julio Jones, I wanted to get into his stats, but, you know, it kind of led me into that, so... Julio Jones up to this point through four games, as they aforementioned, was 15 receptions for 263 yards and no touchdowns. But you could definitely tell that he's moving the ball when he does get it. So, I mean, that's to be expected. But, I mean, it's that he's moving the ball, but you can also tell that based on the receptions and receiving yards that, you know, that is a lot of normally – I guess, I mean, I don't know. 263 is a lot, but. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he is getting older, so of course that kind of stuff will decline. But I would still consider him a very, a, very much indeed a top threat, for sure. And then getting into our next thing here is with the Colts. Uh, they, they continue to have. They, they were looking with some promise. And I mean, I guess they're 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 a team where it's kind of difficult because you know they're still kind of like they're they're so thin at that wide receiver position, and also the fact that you know they're just 
They're not doing the best this season. But so it has been officially said that T.Y. Hilton, who just, I can't really say recently came back because he hasn't really played yet, but Tua Hilton, who, you know, of course, that injury and then was going to retire and is, you know, came back to the league with the Colts with a quadricep injury with that same quad. He has officially been downgraded to out today. And then versus the 49ers, and then Quentin Nelson is also activated from injured reserve. So you were getting Quentin Nelson back. So T.Y. Hilton has been upgraded to out, while Quentin Nelson, who has been activated, who has been now activated from the injured reserve, the Colts did announce that for both of the two. So T.Y. Hilton was originally listed as questionable against San Francisco this week, but is now set to miss his sixth consecutive game through Week Seven. When meanwhile, while Quentin Quentin Nelson is expected to reset for his return after a three-game absence being on IR with a high ankle sprain. So, again, with T.Y. Hilton out once again, they do have kind of a thin wide receiver core. I mean, it's not it's not the biggest thing in the world. Like, they don't have the most dangerous group in the world. Um, they, I do think they can do some damage. I, I don't think it's, like, it's really not the biggest thing, though. Like, they're not, like, this big crazy team that everyone expects them to be. And I mean, you got Paris Campbell, then you also have, you know, Ashton Doolin, Mike Stryken, Michael Pittman, Zach Pascal, Kiki Kuti, Kiki Kute. I think that's how you say his name. I mean, yeah, they got some talented players for sure, but it's definitely not that deep. And also still continuing to deal with injuries as well. I mean, Paris Campbell, you had to undergo foot surgery that knocked him out for the season. So, you know, you already have, you know, now you have Hilton who's been out and then you have Campbell gone. So now you're dealing with Doolin, Straken, Pittman, Pascal, and Coute, who had to be, who had to be activated from the practice squad for this game. So he wasn't even on the roster. So really you just had Doolin, Straken, Pittman, and Pascal. And I mean, those are some talented players, but I mean, they're also, you know, it's it's just, it's they're talented. It's just you know they're they're so thin and they don't have anyone super dangerous, but they are good. And I, I don't know. I just, it's tough to say, man. It's it's really it really is. But uh, so that's kind of that with the Indianapolis Colts. Let me know what you guys think about the Colts. Do you guys, do you guys wish to see you know them? have more players like you guys think that they can still turn the ship around this season. I think they could. I, I just, I really do think they need the help. I, I don't know if you can rely completely on Carson Wentz being his first season in Indianapolis. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, and I'm not going to sit here and blame it all on Carson Wentz. I mean, if I was a quarterback, I'd be frustrated with my wide receiver core as well. So it's not the deepest and normally with quarterbacks, you want good, you want to have decent enough to be able to do something with the ball, but, I mean, they can still do stuff with it. It's just, you know, I don't know. They're just – I just think this is a growing season for them. I think that this is going to be a season where they need to 
I wouldn't play for competing. I mean, obviously you play to compete, but I wouldn't sit here and say that the Indianapolis Colts were going to sit here and try to play. You know, obviously your intention is to play like playoff type football to make the playoffs and stuff. But like, and obviously that's your, that's your shot. But I think that you get to a certain point in the season where that doesn't go like that, that, that you know, it doesn't go to plan. And then you just kind of play, you just kind of play for pride and you kind of play for, you just kind of play the season just to kind of get it out of the way so you guys can continue to grow uh, with a new team. I think that that's just kind of something you need to focus on. Essentially, it's just kind of like rebuild, I guess. Not really rebuild, but kind of like re, kind of resituate themselves. It kind of seems like they're continuing to grow, trying to trying to transition still. You know, normally those transition periods, it, it kind of takes a little bit. You know, and you're not going to do great right off the bat unless you're just a historically great team, you know, that knows what they're doing, then maybe. You maybe have a chance then, but, you know, it's not always likely to happen. That doesn't not, – not, not like it happens all the time. So, but, yeah, so that leads me into our next thing now after that. Again, let me know what you guys think about the Colts and stuff. But, yeah, so leading me into my next thing is we're going to be talking about quite a lot of injuries this game or this episode, I should say. So this is going down with the 49ers now. Trent Williams is doubtful with an ankle and elbow injury, as well as Jimmy Garoppolo will be returning with the San Francisco 49ers at quarterback. They do play the Colts, obviously, like I mentioned with the Colts set, you know, stuff already. So left tackle Trent Williams with his left elbow with his left with his elbow and ankle injury didn't even participate in practice for the third straight day in a row, and ends up and he will be drawing a doubtful designation. So most likely will be out for the game, but it is confirmed that Jimmy Garoppolo with his calf injury didn't even end up having a designation throughout the week, and will be set to play more more than likely. And then with Trey Lance, of course, is out with the knee injury. So that is expecting Jimmy Garoppolo to get the start against Indianapolis tonight. Now, if if you are San Francisco against Indianapolis tonight, you're probably looking at a glimmer of hope with Jimmy Garoppolo back. I'm not saying Trey Lance wouldn't get the win, but I think, you know, I I don't know. I'm still kind of in the middle about it. I, I think... I think veteran reasons you keep Jimmy in. There's no reason to rush Trey Lance. There's no reason to just play him. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know. Did they already call Trey Lance the starter, though, in this? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I, I mean, if it was me, I would probably play, you know, because if I was drafting a, a, a quarterback and knew that, you know, time was kind of the – you know, the window is going to be closing with my veteran. I would draft that quarterback, but then sit him behind my veteran so that way he could learn still, even if he is ready, just learn as much as he possibly can. And if he does this show that much promise, I would give him the start. Let me know what you guys think, though. You know, I'm not sure. It seems like they're – I mean, I don't actually know. I haven't really been keeping up with San Francisco too much, but I'm not sure if they've just been, like, doing some transitioning because I know that there's games where, you know, Garoppolo was starting and then Lance would get the start. And then, and of course, I knew it 
had to do with injury as well. And I know that they've always been saying Garoppolo, but then they'll start Lance. Um, yeah, I don't know. If it was me, I'd keep Jimmy Garoppolo, but that's just kind of me. But, yeah, so, again, Trent Williams will not – most likely will not play today. Jimmy Garoppolo will be getting the start with Trey Lance hurt. So that makes it sound like that Trey Lance has been starting, and I'm pretty sure he has. But, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. That, that, that whole situation is confusing to me. Maybe it'll make more sense after this season. It'll be more easy to kind of like, it'll be easier to kind of get a clear look at it. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion, should start right now, but you know, that's just kind of me. So, but moving on to our next thing is going to be, so just kind of some random news that happened yesterday, October 23rd. So just some random league news, you know, random stuff going on in the league, I guess is what you want to say. So Russell Wilson, there is good news with him is expected to possibly return, or I should say he's eligible to return in week 10. So, of course, he underwent that surgery after, what was it? He ended up severely injuring his middle finger of his throwing hand against the Rams, I think a couple weeks ago on Thursday night. Then he was placed on an injured reserve five days later, had to miss a minimum of three games, and it ended up having to snap Russell Wilson's streak of 149 consecutive regular season starts to begin his career. That was actually the longest streak in the NFL. So that either way, that is still highly impressive. And then, of course, Geno Smith ends up being his backup against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week Six. And now they play the, and then they, you know, went on to face. They go on to face the New Orleans Saints at home this Monday night, and then. They're hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars next week before a week nine bye. So that's just kind of what it's looking like for them right now. The Seattle Seahawks currently are looking at a two and four record. And they'll most likely, hopefully, get through, you know, star quarterback and Russell Wilson back for week 10 versus the Green Bay Packers. That'll be a good game to have, you know, Russell Wilson back. You'll want Russell Wilson back for that game. So that'll be, that'll, that, you know, that, that'll be a big booster right off the bat. And then some just other stuff with Seattle. Pete Carroll has told the reporters that running back Alex Collins with his groin injury was looking pretty good in practice and is expected to be ready to go against the Saints. Alex Collins has now officially been listed as questionable, which will most likely either put him at game time or he will start. So that's just usually how that kind of stuff goes. Uh, and then I, you know, already talked about Coach Cliff Kingsbury with COVID. Um, potentially could play today. I don't know. And then you go to the Buffalo Bills. Tight end Dawson Knox will be is not expected to be out long term after he suffered a broken hand. Undergo went surgery on his broken hand this week per um, Mike Garofolo. Dawson Knox's timeline is set to about three weeks, according to Garofolo, but probably will only have to miss a few of those games. And Buffalo is entering a week seven bye, so that'll kind of give them an extra week to kind of, you know, see what happens. 
So that is kind of that, you know, that'll kind of give them like that extra week to without a game to try to, you know, get back on track to, you know, play. So that'll be something to keep an eye on for sure. And then what else do we have here? Taysom Hill for the Saints has been ruled with a concussion injury and Deontay Harris with a hamstring or ruled out for Monday night versus the Seahawks. So that is actually big. And the Giants linebacker, Giants linebacker, excuse me, Tay Crowder with a thigh injury has been added to this week's injury report. It is now questionable versus Carolina. Washington football team defensive end Shaka Tony with an illness has been downgraded from questionable to out probably because of COVID. Wide receiver Jerry Judy is expected to return from injured reserve to play in week eight versus Washington next week. James Palmer also reported that on Good Morning Football weekend edition on Saturday. Damian Williams for the Bears Bears running back has been activated from the IR and COVID list. And they also downgraded at the same time defensive tackle Akeem Hicks to out versus the Bucks with a growing injury. And, of course, I talked about T.Y. Hilton and Quentin Nelson. Chiefs are placing Jody Fortson tight end on Achilles, with an Achilles injury on injured reserve. So he's expected to at least be out for three weeks. And then you have corner Avery Williams for the Falcons with a hamstring injury has been downgraded to out versus Miami today. Um, Carolina Panthers tackle Cameron Irving is with an illness has been downgraded to out versus the Giants. Didn't even travel with the team. And then finally, Packers offensive lineman Josh Myers with a knee injury is on injured reserve. There's a whole bunch of other stuff, but I'll kind of let you guys go through that if you want. Um, there's a lot of other stuff. Moving on to the next thing here is is actually some trade rumors. So it has been in the news recently that Deshaun Watson could be among, you know, some trade packages. Now, this is actually – now, it has been discussed plenty of other times before – but I believe this is probably the first official time that Deshaun Watson, I guess maybe there was a couple early on, but they were just talking scenarios. I think this is the first official, like actual discussion, like trade discussion um, that we've actually had. I know that they went through scenarios before, but I think this is the first official, like, you know, like these things could actually happen type thing. I think this is the first time he's been involved in that. So the biggest thing I wanted to kind of talk about was the Deshaun Watson situation. So, of course, the, you know, the, um, what do you want to call those? The, uh, trying to think what you're trying, what, what, what what you call those. With the, uh, lawsuits that look, that will, uh, the lawsuits that Deshaun will that Deshaun Watson has going against him right now. I was trying to think of the name lawsuit. I couldn't think of it. So again, Deshaun Watson. If you guys really aren't up to date on what's going on, Deshaun Watson last April, March, April, I believe, ended up having twenty-two consecutive lawsuits filed against him for massages that he got with 
for massages that he got from masseuses, again, back in March, April last year, 2020. And they all say that he, of course, you, you know what that is, you know, sexual contact. And so he hasn't played it all this season. The Texans have been playing Davis Mills um, because they don't want to play Watson. He is, Watson is healthy. He's good to go, but, you know, they don't want to play him. And Deshaun Watson has already said, hey, I'm I'm willing to sit on the bench and let you guys pay me full contract just to sit here uh, and not even play. So that's exactly what's happening right now. So he has been added to a um, – he's been added to a trade package possibility. He's been added to the conversation for trades. And actually the first team that I'm hearing about is the Miami Dolphins. I have a feeling it's probably because of something to do with Tua Tego-Viola dealing with some injury this season. And, of course, you know, do they – you kind of start to enter a point now where you're like, okay, do I really want this guy? Is this guy really going to be our future? Do we want to deal with Deshaun Watson potentially? I, I don't know. I think right now you finish up the year with Tua Tego-Viola – and the Texans honestly just really figure it out with Deshaun Watson. I think you kind of just hold on to Watson for now. They, they, they seem to know what they're doing this season so far, you know, keeping Davis Mills in there. I think, you know, they just continue to do what they're doing, and so do the Dolphins. Uh, I don't. I really don't think it's worth it at this point in the season. But, you know, that's just kind of my thing. That's just kind of what I would decide. But, hey, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, and when we return, we will do higher-lower. And then we'll also talk about some other various things that I wanted to get into. So, yeah, we'll be right back. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. So we just got done talking about the trade possibility for Deshaun Watson. Like I was saying before, um, I honestly feel like just like for this specific season right now, I think what both teams should do um, is, you know, I think the I think the Texans right now, I think they have it figured out for the season. You just got to keep Davis Mills in there. They seem to have it pretty locked on on what they're going to do. Um, you know, keep Mills in there and just kind of pay Watson for the season. It kind of seems like that's what they're dead set on. And then, of course, with the Dolphins, I think you kind of just keep Tua Tagovailoa. Again, I don't really know if this is all true or not. This is all just, you know, so take it with a grain of salt. I don't really know if this is all like, yeah, 100% factual or just beliefs. Um, obviously, Watson would replace Tua Tagovailoa. I don't know what you would be looking at for a trade possibility, probably a couple of picks, you know, a couple uh, draft picks or something like that. I could, I could see that working out for sure, especially what's surrounding Deshaun Watson. But I think both teams should kind of just, you know, should just kind of worry about what they're doing this season, kind of just continuing, continue on with what they already have uh, as far as this season goes. But anyway, that was going to get me into our next segment of this episode, and that was going to be the higher or lower. So like I said in the beginning, I'm just kind of going to go through, and I'm not going to do it based on who's going to win. I'll say my pick on who's going to win the game, but I'm going to do a higher or lower for both teams for like scores. So like I'll say the higher or lower for one team, and then I'll go in and say the higher or lower for the other team. But that, that'll be without bias based on who I think will win. So whoever I think will win, there won't be a bias in, you know, like cheating them out of their higher or lower score. So this first game, I'm going to go Chiefs-Titans. 
So I'm going to click on this game for a minute here and kind of peek it over. So I'm going to go ahead and look at points per game right now. So the Chiefs are looking at 30.8 points a game right now. And the Tennessee Titans are looking at a 26.4. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Chiefs score for this game. I'm going to do higher or lower for this game. Do I think they go higher or lower than 30.8 points per game? Based on their points per game average right now. So do I think they go higher or lower than 30 points? I think right now they go... Let's see. This Titans team, they're not anything to mess with either. Um, uh, 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 let's see here. So that's tough. So these previous matchups with the two, um, ooh, that's tough. That is really tough. So they all seem to be within the thirties. And then, so, and then they're, they all seem to be relatively close though, within at least a touchdown or three points. A touchdown to three-point range seems to be their average. So I'm going to say the tight, the Chiefs are going to go. Mm, I'm going to go over 30 points today. And then the Titans, I'm going to go, let's see, they're doing 26.4. I'm going to say I think that with the Chiefs, I think that a lot of teams play better when it comes to games like the Chiefs because they know they hey, we have to score this game. Like we have to score right now. Um, I, I think a lot a lot of teams will have those games where they'll just completely be able to just drive down the field and just score every single time. I'm gonna say that they're gonna be see they're doing they're doing just about they're they're right around 30 points a game as well. I'm gonna go ahead and say. I'm going to say under 26. I'm going to say under 26 points today. Uh, I, I think that, you know, specifically, I think the Chiefs are going to go about 34, maybe 35. I'm going to go 35 for the Chiefs to, I think, I'm going to go Tennessee 20. You know, I'm going to go higher Chief, or higher Titans. I'm going to go 20. So higher than 26, I'm going to go 28. So I'm going to go 35. So, yeah, I guess I will decide the game score. I'm going to go 35-28 Chiefs this game. Uh, and then the next game I'm going to decide here is Jets-Patriots today. This game, New England, of course, favored to win. So New England is averaging 19.2 points per game, while the Jets are averaging 13.4 as of right now. So I'm going to go New England. I'm going to go higher than 19. And I'm not just saying this because it's their, I mean, it's, it's their, you know, it's my favorite team. But I, I genuinely think New England will have more than 19 today. I, I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to have under 19 points. I think that they go, I'm going to give New England over 19 and I'm going to go 20. I'm gonna give them twenty. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty-eight. Uh, and then the Jets. I'm gonna go over thirteen. I think they're gonna end up having. Mm, that's tough. Hold on. Their game earlier this season was twenty-five to six. 
So yeah, for New England, I'm gonna go 28. And then the Jets, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go under 13. I'm gonna say 10. I'm gonna go 28 to 10. 28 to 10 this game, I, I think. Actually, you know what? No. I think that this game, the Jets are going to play a little bit better. I think they're going to be over 13. I actually think it's going to be 28 to 20. 28 20. Mm, hold on. That's tough. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I find it hard to believe they're going to get 20 points based on the last game. And even if they do a little bit better, I find it hard to believe they're going to get 20. Uh, let's see. I want to say over. I want to say 16. I want to say 28 to 16. But I think there's going to be a lot of field goals. So I'm going to go 28-16. That'll be my score for that game. And then the next game I'm going to go here is Bengals-Ravens. That'll be the next game. If it clicks on it. There we go. The Ravens right now are going 27.2, while the Bengals are actually 22.8 points per game. So... With the Ravens, I'm going to go ahead and say, although the Bengals have been playing pretty solid this year, I'm not going to lie. They have actually been playing pretty decent football. But I'm still going to go. I think the Ravens, you know, despite not being that super team that you think of, I think that they're still going to get over 27. You know what? Actually, I'm going to have I'm going to have a um I think most people would say over 27 and I Honestly, I probably expect that, but, you know, I kind of want to go bold prediction here that the Ravens go under 27, that the Raven, that the Bengals hold them under 27. I'm going to give the Ravens 24, and then I'm going to give the Bengals, who have 22.8. So I'm going to go Ravens 24, under 27. I'm going to give them 24, and I'm going to give the Bengals – I think the Ravens are going to be – have a great defense today. They're sitting at 22.8 points. I'm going to go Bengals. I'm actually going to give it a close game. I'm going to give it within six. I'm going to give it within a seven-point game. I'm going to go 24-17. So I'm going to go Bengals under 22 with 17, 24-17. I think that is a... It's pretty solid because the Ravens have had some pretty close games this year as well. So I think that that's I think that that's a good a good prediction to have there. And then Washington Green Bay today. Uh, and this is going to be in Green Bay as well, so this is going to make a difference too. I think. So Green Bay is averaging twenty four exact twenty four points exactly, like right on the money a game. Washington's going 22.7, so only about a half a point or two away from 24. So I think Green Bay does take this game. I think that Green Bay is going to be over 24. I'm going to go 27 for Green Bay, and Washington's doing 22.7. I'm going to go 27. So Green Bay over 24 with 27. I'm going to go Washington – I'm going to go over 22 with 24. So I'm going to go 27-24 Green Bay wins that game. Um, Next game 
Falcons, Dolphins, okay. So the Dolphins are looking at 16 and a half points a game right now with the Titans or with the Falcons exactly at 21 points a game average. So yeah, I mean, I think the Dolphins, and I'm not even just obviously the Dolphins just haven't been playing good at all this season. I'm gonna go Falcons over 21. I'm gonna give them 28. And the Dolphins, I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say they're going to be under this game. I'm going to go ahead and say 28 to 14. So I'm going to go under 16 and go 28 to 14 for favor of the Falcons. I think the Falcons are still an iffy team, but I think they're way, obviously way better than Miami is. So, yeah, that'll be my choice there. Um, let's see here where I leave off. Falcons, Dolphins. So Panthers, Giants. This game, Falcon or pa Panthers, Giants. So Panthers, Giants. Right now in this game, I'm going to look at. So Giants are averaging twenty point six. Panthers are averaging twenty three, exact twenty three. I'm going to go Carolina this game. I'm going to go over 23 with 26. And the Giants, I'm going to go 26. I'm going to go... So Panthers, I'm going to go over over by 3 with 26. I'm going to go Giants. Uh, I'm going to go under with 17. So I'm going to go Giants under 20 with 17 and Panthers with 26. So 26-17, I'm going to say, is a score eh, for Carolina. I think that that is just a solid, probably a pretty solid thing right there. Um, let's get into the next game now. Got to find out where I'm at. Oh, this is really, this is really whack. Okay. This takes a little bit to load up. Um, so Panthers Giants has got an Eagles Raiders is the next game. Eagles Raiders, okay. Come on. This takes so forever to load. Jeez. Come on. Okay. Raiders are going 22.6 points a game while the Eagles are 22.8, so this is really tough. I'm actually going to go. I think the Raiders have been playing some pretty pretty good football, I guess. They've been playing pretty solid. I'm going to go, though. I think the Raiders have the edge this game. This one's really tough. This one's going to be... They seem to be somewhat even as far as statistics goes. They seem to be a, they seem to be pretty you know even cut teams. I definitely think that for sure that they're you know both playing at some pretty even football right now. So that's going to be a fair game for sure. It's going to be no like blowout or anything. I'm going to go, but I, I am going to pick Raiders. I'm going to go over twenty two with twenty five, and then the Eagles. I'm going to go. I'm going to have to go under twenty. 
I'm going to go under 22 with 20. So 25-20 Raiders. I think it's going to be within five. That is a tough one, though. It might even be closer. That one was actually really tough to decide there. Uh, they're, they're, that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a really fair, hard-fought game and win for whoever wins it. That's going to be tough. Um, For sure. I, I like that pick a lot. 25-20. Next game here is the Lions and Rams. So that'll that'll be our next game. Rams and Lions. So with the fact that they do get Sony Michelle back, I gotta take that in consideration. The Lions, let's just be honest, they've been playing like complete garbage this year. Uh they were playing really confident early on the season. I truly thought maybe, you know, somewhat like had a chance, but no. So Rams are going 28.2 points a game right now. Lions are 19.6. I Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go Rams here. I think that they're just playing way too good for the Lions right now, just like most teams. So the Rams, again, are 28.2. Lions are 19.6. I'm going to go Rams. I'm going to stay even. I think they're, they're going to go – actually, no, I'm not going to stay even. I'm going to go Rams over 28 with 34 because I don't think they will allow you to kick the extra field goal anymore. So I'm going to go 34 and I'm going to go Lions under 19 with 14. So I'm going to go 35 to 14, a uh, 34 to 14, my bad, 34 to 14. Um, and then got to get into our next thing here, next team. I hate the loading for this every time you back out and go to a new one. It takes so long. Um, come on. Oh, now it's going to act up. Okay, there we go. I don't know why it keeps doing that. It shouldn't take that long, but okay. Let's see. Getting into our next thing here. I love doing this. I'm going to start doing this more often. Let me know if you guys enjoy this my game picks but so yeah i just did lions rams i'm gonna go 30 again i'm gonna go 34 to 14 for that game texans cardinals is this next game i think the cardinals are just playing way too well this is gonna be easy for the cardinals this is gonna be an absolute blow away game i think this is gonna be way too easy for them if it will load that would be nice Okay, so the Cardinals are doing 31.4 points a game. Texans are going to go seven or 17.8 right now. So I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go Cardinals 30. I'm going to go over 31 to 34. And I'm going to go Texans. Let's see. So Cardinals 34, over 31 to 34. I'm going to go Texans. I'm going to go over 17 with 20. So I'm going to go 34 20. So that'll. That'll in favor of the Cardinals. That'll be my that'll be my prediction for that game. Um, okay. Oh, this is really really messed up. This whole screen here. Okay. Come on. 
Why does it have to keep doing this? Alright. I, I don't know why it's being all wonky. Oh. It's always got to happen when I'm recording. I absolutely hate that. Um, Let's see here. <laughs> Bear with me, guys. We're almost there. Oh, uh, shoot. Okay. So I just did... I go with the Cardinals Texans. Again, I'm going to go 34 to 20. Or, yeah, 34 20. Bears Buccaneers is our next game on the list. So, Bucks are doing 33.4 a game right now, while the Bears are doing 16.3. Yeah, I think the Bucks, despite their defensive problems, I still think that they're just going to be able to stop the Bears. I think the Bucks are actually going to go under 33. I think they're going to have. I'm going to give them 28 while the Bears end up having. So under, I'm going to go Bucks under 33 with 28, and I'm going to go Bears over with 24. I'm going to go 28-24 this game. I'm going to go a little bit more bold. 28-24. Um, what else do we have here? Colts, 49ers, so this is the game I've been talking about. This one is going to be tonight. So 49ers are going 23.4, Colts 21.6. So I'm going to go, ooh, this one's tough for me. Okay. Yards per game, 368.2 for the 49ers, 363.4 for the Colts. Ooh, this one's kind of tough. I, I I still think 49ers are going to pull it out. I don't think it's going to be that big that big of a blowout. I don't think it's going to be that wide of a margin. I'm going to go 49ers over 23 point over 23 with 26, and I'm going to go Colts 26. I'm going to go over 21 with 23. I'm going to go 26 23 this game in favor of the Niners. I think it's going to be 26 23. That is going to be a close one for me. And then our next game, I'm going to go tomorrow's game. Saints-Seahawks is our next game. Uh, I think I think I'm going to have to go bold here, honestly. Seahawks are going 24 points exactly, while the Saints are going 25.4. I think that still without Russell Wilson, with Geno Smith still in, Jameis Winston and those Saints are playing pretty solid right now. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it to the Saints. I'm going to go Saints over 25 with 27, and the Seahawks I'm going to go. I'm going to go 27. I'm going to go Seahawks over 24 with 25. I'm going to go 27-25 Saints this game. 27-25. Well, anyway, guys, that is going to do it for that section of higher, lower for my game predictions for today, as well as just kind of, you know, something new. Let me know if you guys did enjoy that. I thought it was really fun. I enjoyed it. But I wanted to get into... I wanted to get into some random, like topics of the league kind of going on in the league right now my overall thoughts on them so i think the first thing i wanted to get into was 
you know, the taunting rule. I, I think that that rule, um, I thought maybe, I was kind of in favor of it at first because I thought maybe they were discussing more along the lines of unnecessary taunts. I, I guess I was just kind of on the wrong side of the thought there. Like, I guess I was just kind of like on the wrong, I, I guess I was kind of looking at the wrong point of view. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the taunting rule just really needs to get replaced. And I think it will after this season. I think there's too many ridiculous, just ridiculous flags for, you know, causing some major yardage and some, un, some stupid taunting rules. I think that, you know, football really isn't the way that it used to be that, that, you know, that, that manly sport that we used to think of it as being. And I really just don't think of it being that way anymore. And I'm not trying to be sexist there at all, by the way. Um, just like this, this football that we used to think of, like the, the, the game of football that we used to think of it. It's just not, it's not like that anymore. It's, it's gotten soft. I, I'm not a fan of the taunting rule. I think they do need to get rid of it because teams are getting, you know, teams are getting docked some major, major yardage for some ridiculous, Call you know so for for some ridiculous flags that they're calling taunting that they're going to categorize as taunting this year, and you know I think just yesterday I saw on Twitter, um, if you don't follow me on Twitter it's the real ant underscore nineteen. Go ahead and make sure to give me a follow. Um, I I post about my pod and everything on there and talk about sports and stuff. I will leave it down below in the description so you guys can find it. But um, I saw on Twitter about someone posting a video of in college yesterday for one of the games that they got, you know, they got their touchdown called back because of a taunting, because of taunting um, while he was going into the end zone. And I watched the video and he, he wasn't doing anything excessive. You know, I can understand. And that's why I was in favor of it first, because I thought they were trying to talk about like excessive taunts, but they were just talking about taunting in general. And so, and I, th I think that's ridiculous because his play got called back and he didn't even do anything, really. It was a taunt. It, yeah, he was doing like a little taunt, but it wasn't anything excessive. So I think they need to just go back to doing like excessively, like exceeding, like exceedingly excessive taunting, like taking it too far. Because I do believe you could take it too far. I think taking it too far, they definitely need to keep that in check. But I think the fact that they... Um, I think that they call it with just about any sort of taunt is absolutely ridiculous. I think they need to take that away. They just need to go back to like the excessive taunting and just call those like the way they were. I think it's completely unnecessary. I think it's one of those things where they're just kind of testing it. I think it kind of slows down the game as well. Cause it's like, okay, well now, you know, instead of just calling it like normal, just giving the touchdown or a first down or whatever it is, now you're going to slow down the game by like another five minutes because of this, because of this flag. Um, and you know, they, 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 you know, they're talking about wanting to, you know, speed up the game. If anything, that is slowing the game down by doing that, because now you're giving, because now you're trying to solve unnecessary flags for ridiculous taunting calls, you know, ridic ridiculous taunting flags. Now you're slowing the game down by three to five minutes and you're talking about wanting to speed it up that's just not going to work. And I think that they need to take it out. I think there's going to be, you know, a lot of complaints by the end of the season and the competition committee will, you know, probably take it out. And I would be in full agreement with that. 
Oh, the next thing here is just the sex, the whole sex situation, like the whole like how someone sex the quarterback. I think that that definitely needs to get relaxed a little bit as well. I, I just it has gotten relaxed a little bit over the years. I know that ever since that Clay Matthews situation where he was getting some clean sacks and they were still calling penalties on him. They have relaxed it a little bit. I still think it's sort of a problem, though. It's just like how, you know, you have to, like, now you have to figure out a certain way to sack the quarterback without completely landing all your weight on him because it's like, okay, now you got to sack him off to, like, you kind of have to, like, get a certain angle on him, like, before you could just pounce on him. Now you have to, like, now you have to, like, go in, you have to, like, sack a quarterback at, like, a different angle to where you aren't landing your full weight on the quarterback. Like, they're just going directly to the ground. You're not landing completely on top of them. And I just think it kind of takes away from, like, just the whole experience for the the, the linebackers and everyone. And I just think it takes away from the game in general. Like, it's just – it's really not football anymore. Like, back, like, 10 years ago, you know, that that was fun to watch. And now it's just, like, if you land on a quarterback wrong – and I get that they're trying to protect everyone more – you know, specifically quarterbacks because they're more they're more unprotected. They you know they're more you know um, they 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 can face a lot of dangerous situations. So I understand trying to protect them more. I just think like being a little bit more relaxed on that would be would be pretty nice to see. But let me know what you guys think about those little subjects. I just kind of wanted to bring those in and see what you guys is what your guys' thoughts were. That's just kind of my whole thought on it. But anyway, guys, that is That's going to do it for today's episode of the Full Corporate Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for joining me in today's episode. I really, really hope you guys enjoyed. Kind of like the new look here. I think I'll do this every other couple of days. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to do it every single time, but I, I do want to start implementing it more often for like game weeks and stuff. So, you know, watch me look out for me, adding that to the, you know, to our new weekly thing for games. But anyway, yeah, I really hope you guys did enjoy. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys also so much for the support as of recently as well. You guys have been destroying it with the support. It's absolutely incredible. Again, keep continue to keep an eye out for the merchandise that'll be coming up on. Again, I'll be moving around November eighth or 9th. so continue to keep an eye out on for that. But yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day watching a lot of football. I'll see you guys next week. See you guys later.